Welcome to Inspired by Failure, Lessons Learned from the Journey of Epic Ideas. I'm your host, Michi Yamamoto. This is where we talk to inventors and learn from their successes and failures to inspire us and help us change the world. In this episode, I interview Christopher Bean. Chris invented METS, microelectric turbine system. METS generates 1,000 watts per turbine in an environmentally friendly way. The system produces power by utilizing the flow of gas instead of burning gas. I'm curious how it's possible to generate power from gas without CO2 emission. We have a Facebook group where we can continue our conversation about him or his ideas. Please check out michiyamamoto.com. Thank you, Chris, for joining the show today. Can you talk a bit about your background? Yes, certainly. Certainly, I'd be happy to. I grew up in Florida, uh, where I spent all of my uh, younger life um, going to school and finished college in Florida and then immediately moved to North Carolina, where I've been ever since. My background really from an education standpoint, is in uh, business. Um, but my entire adult life, I've been involved in technology. I guess evolved as an engineer, even though that's not my education background. All of my companies I've been involved with are, are technology-oriented companies. Um, and that's a very deep passion in me, as I have developed revolution turbine technologies and the microelectric turbine system. It's, a, it's been a natural fit for me. I have a lot of deep passion for that technology, and which I'm sure we'll get into later. What's the uniqueness of your technology? Our technology is completely green. There is no combustion that takes place. So the turbine is basically being spun by pressure available in the natural gas lift system of the platform. So we're not, uh, we're just basically utilizing a readily available pressure source. Um, and it's, it's in a completely closed loop. So the gas comes in through the, through the input side, spins the turbine and exits out back into the system. What byproduct does your solution produce? In this scenario, with our technology, there is not any byproduct that's being created. We're basically utilizing that existing gas source and the pressure in that system to spin the turbine. So what goes into our turbine comes out in the very same form. Our turbine is not changing the actual gas composition uh, whatsoever, and there's no escape of the gas, and there's no combustion of the gas. Can you educate me about pressure sources? There's many different forms of pressure sources that could be utilized for this system. We've looked at developing additional products and models for other applications, but this initial turbine is being specifically produced and developed for offshore oil production platforms. As I said, there's a very strong need for more advanced power sources in those very remote applications, and this technology fits that ideally. How do you compare METs with other clean energy options like solar power or hydrogen? Solar has a huge, it's, it's already become deeply ingrained in our daily lives. With every technology, there's strengths and weaknesses, and there may be applications where those technologies excel or where they're better served. 
there has been um, solar used in offshore oil production platforms, but the technology has limitations in those environments. It's the cost and the scale that becomes the challenge for solar being used in the environment that we're developing our technology for. So we don't look at solar as being a highly competitive technology. We think that these technologies have complementary benefits to each other. So where solar cannot be used effectively, our technology may have a good fit. I'm an advocate of solar technology personally and use it a lot in my life and look forward to continuing to expand my solar use. Um, hydrogen, I think, is still in its infancy. I think that it also represents a lot of potential uh, benefits to the future. I think I, I'm certainly looking forward to, to hydrogen being developed further and looking at some of the potential applications and benefits of that technology as well. For Matt, what are the biggest challenges you've had to overcome? I, I don't think we've faced tremendous challenges in, in, in the technology development itself. I think where we faced challenges um, early on was like with a lot of startups, funding was obviously a big obstacle that we needed to overcome. That was that took a lot of time. Certainly once we were able to achieve that, then things became much easier. The biggest challenge for the development has just been maintaining productive timeline. We have to have a lot of different partners involved and a lot of different engineering disciplines involved. The coordination of all of those people and different groups, that's been certainly a challenge. Uh, we certainly have come a very long way. And I think at this point, that is well behind us. It's just been maintaining that aggressive timeline that, that we set out to accomplish. How does the cross-team collaboration look like? Obviously, there are a lot of mechanical engineering aspects to the technology, um, computational fluid dynamic analysis that took a, a, a considerable amount of time. And then, of course, we have the electrical and the electronic piece as well. So there's a lot of disciplines involved in this technology, and coordinating those has been certainly one of our biggest challenges. What milestone are you recently looking to hit? Now, the last piece of our development is really been just refinement of the of the power electronics and some of the software features that, that we're building into the system. The system itself will be a completely smart system. So in addition to, to providing the obvious power of the platforms, the system itself is going to have complete remote monitoring capabilities and self-awareness built into the system. So the system is constantly monitoring the actual load requirements of the platform and adjusting itself accordingly. But as an example to that, if the power requirements increase um, as new equipment is coming online, the system can adjust to that. If the loads increase, turbines recognize that and they will increase their RPM and push out more power. The same is true as the loads decrease the system recognizes that and the rpms adjust automatically so it's a it's constantly monitoring loads what is the market landscape i think the timing for this technology is ideal i think when we look at the current um environment and landscape that the technology is being developed for the customers or the potential customers of this technology are hungry for this there is, a, there is a very big demand and need for a power source like this. To emphasize that further, um, in addition to the technology being needed for 
so many technical purposes and efficiency purposes. Um, I think that the fact that this is a, a completely green technology and clean technology, um, the timing is also good. There is a, you know, obviously the, the current world that we live in today is, is very climate focused. People are becoming very conscious about um, carbon emissions and, and looking hard to try to find ways of reducing or hopefully eliminating carbon emissions um, as a whole. So this technology brings a lot to the table, so to speak, with not only the reliable, scalable energy itself, but the fact that it's completely clean, um, that is a big deal. Uh, a lot of oil companies today are working hard to, to make changes to their processes. I, I guess, you know, when you look at globally, oil companies represent a huge source of carbon emissions. Just the, the whole extraction and process oil and gasoline and all those types of chemicals go through is an extremely dirty process. So if they can take even small steps to make improvements to how they're doing business, that's a positive for them. And if they also achieve greater efficiency and increase their their energy reliability at the same time, it's a win-win. Sounds like an exciting time to get involved in your company. Do you see any blockers at the moment? No, not at this point. I think that the funding thing was a very early challenge, but like with like with most companies and most startups, um, once that was in place, everything for us has ran fairly smoothly. The timeline has certainly been longer than I had initially anticipated or or certainly wanted, but that's also basically at this point that's coming to a close as well. So at this point, we're not really expecting uh, any you know, additional, you know, large challenges. I think now we are, like I said earlier, we're in the last stage of our product refinement and the early stage of commercialization. So it's it's also a very uh, fun time for us because all the hard work that we've put into this over the past few years is certainly coming to an end. It's nice to see all that hard work pay off completely working prototype and a working technology that is also being very well received by the industry. So it's, it's like, like I said, it's a very exciting time for us. What specific components does the product refinement involve? It's more or less on the software side and the electronic side. You know, we initially did a, uh, when we were doing our early uh, modeling and early electronic prototypes, we were using a PC-based setup, and now we are transitioning to a PLC for the commercial version. Um, obviously, we have had to work closely with customers in the industry to get their voice and their feedback as far as the features that they feel are necessary for the system. That's been a very good experience, certainly helped us in a very positive way to make the system more user-friendly, add a lot of additional benefits to the technology as a whole. So when I say refinements, it's not necessarily correcting failures as much as it is adding additional benefits to the system, making those final commercial version changes before we actually launch it publicly. Are there any threats or weaknesses that concern you? Technology in general is a very, very fast evolving process. 
for us, um, one of our key areas of focus is finishing the development as quickly as possible. So we do not miss the opportunity. As far as weaknesses go, we do have um, limited reach at this point. Hopefully that will change very soon. As a small company, it can be challenging for us to get in front of the key clients. And I think that could be a potential weakness. But I'm sure that as this becomes launched, we expect that to change. Who are the potential customers you're looking to reach? The primary market or industry that we're developing this for is the oil and gas industry, but the applications go way beyond offshore platforms. The second generation turbine that we're looking to develop will be used for gas pipeline applications. So it's not just offshore. There's a lot of onshore oil and gas applications where our technology could be very easily adapted for with future models and future systems. Outside of those two big markets, we have considered other applications as well. But I think right now, looking at our development, we're trying to keep ourselves fairly focused on these on these first two applications. I think that time goes by, we will certainly run into many, many other opportunities where the concept and the basic theory of operations could easily be adapted to other environments. I think the key to our technology being adapted to other applications is, is certainly going to be hinged uh, largely in part on available pressure being at our disposal. That pressure source could be a a wide variety of different pressure sources. As long as we have pressure source to power our turbines, it's limitless on the opportunities that we see long-term. You worked for your previous company for nearly three decades. What made you decide to transition to this startup? Sure. Through my relationships that I've developed over the past 29 years, with my other company, I sort of became aware of this potential opportunity with this technology. So it's through a lot of relationships that I developed um, over that time that I became interested in this technology. I mean, I knew right away that once I looked into this and researched it, I knew that there was a lot of opportunity. With those relationships that I've uh, developed over a very long period of time, I was able to get very early voice of the customer feedback participation from uh, one particular very large oil company. And I think that has been a tremendous upside. Without that, it would have been a lot more difficult. What do you love most about MET's technology? It's solving a big problem. It has obviously a tremendous need within the industry, and it can be modified and the technology developed further over a long period of time for many other applications. The biggest thing is carbon emission reduction. The fact that this is replacing a very dirty, environmentally unfriendly technology is my biggest excitement. With this technology, I'm able to to give back and to do something positive for our society today and our future. That's awesome. Thank you, Chris, for sharing inspiring stories. Fantastic. I'm certainly looking forward to it, Michi, and I'm um, very excited about what you're doing with these podcasts. I think you're really onto something big. I certainly will let my friends know about your podcast. I think a lot of people will get some benefit out of this. In this episode, Chris shared with us his journey to develop green technology for power generation. His solution, METS, microelectric turbine system, is now in the refinement stage. 
He is excited to replace the existing solution, which is environmentally unfriendly, and give back to society. We have a Facebook group where we can continue our conversation about him or his ideas. Please check out michiyamamoto.com. Thanks for listening to Inspired by Failure. Lessons learned from the journey of epic ideas. Stay tuned for our next guest.